Welcome, friends. Brother Derek here right here once again, being consistent and faithful to bring you the words of truth, to reveal to you the personality of God, to reveal to you the, the, the precepts and the principles of the word of God so that you may prosper, so that you may be in good health, even as your soul prosper. I say that you are blessed, that you're in the right place right now at the right time. God is on your side. Father, cause this ministry, Father, to minister unto them who need you, Father, them that won't help, them that want to learn about you, to give them the principles and the precepts to understand, Lord, and to have a better life. Father, let the spirit of revelation be upon the hearers of this word in the name of the Lord Jesus. I want to talk about God's nature. God's nature is to bless. His nature is love. Love is always seeking to bless, is always seeking to, to, to be merciful, is always seeking the other person's good. It's not selfishness. So God is not a selfish person. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall have eternal life. Now, I have eternal life because I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He's not only, I don't only believe on him, I have made him my Lord. And I want to say to you today, to those who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you have eternal life. But I want to challenge a portion of you to make him your Lord. When you make the, the Lord Jesus Christ your Lord, when you say, Lord Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. The Lord of your life means the person that is in charge of your life. You make him the Lord over your finance. You make him the Lord over your health. You make him the Lord over your thoughts, the Lord over your words, the Lord over your family. You need to invite him into your body. You need to say, Lord Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. You're not just, I don't just believe on you, but I make you the Lord of my life. Now, those of you who want to do that, I don't want you to say it unless you want to do it. Because as many of you, it is coming to my spirit right now, has not made Jesus the Lord of your life. And that's why you're living the kind of life you're living. That's why you're experiencing some of the things you're experiencing. Because you have not dared to open your mouth to make him the Lord of your life. When you make him the Lord of your life, he's going to enter in and he's going to take over. Not take over like a demon would take over. A demon, he takes over and he drives you and he controls you. When the Lord comes in, he strongly influences you. He takes that old sin nature out of you. He gives you a new heart, which means spirit. See, so say this. Say, Lord Jesus, I love you, and you are my Savior. But now I want to make you the Lord of my life. Come in, Lord Jesus, in the form of the Holy Spirit, and be the Lord of my life. Say that again. Say, come in, Lord Jesus in the form of the Holy Spirit, and be the Lord over my life. Now, if you said that, you're going to notice that some of the addiction is going to break off of you. 
some of the things you've been struggling with is going to suddenly change your heart. You're going to have a new spirit. You're not going to think the way you thought. You're not going to act the way you've been acting. You're not going to do some of the things you've been doing because you are born again by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. But see, the Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart. Believing with your heart is really making Jesus the Lord of your life. Other words, believing with your heart is believing with your inner man. You know, Paul talked about the hidden man, the inner man, the hidden man of the heart, which is your spirit. When you make Jesus the Lord of your life, he enters into your body and encompasses your human spirit. And the spirit of God is influencing your human spirit, and you have become a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. <clears throat> now, we're going to talk about God's nature, right? Let's go to Job. Or you might think it's Job, J-O-B. Job, the third chapter, and at the 25th verse. It reads, For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. Let me read that again. Job 3 and at verse 25, it says, For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. Now, God is not scared of anything. When you have the nature of God, when you invite God into you or Jesus into you, in the form of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God is going to take away fear because fear hath torment. Them that fear it has not been made perfect in love. God is a spirit of love. His nature is love. And the Word of God expressly teaches that when the Spirit of God comes in, it takes away fear because perfect love casts out fear. Them that fear it is not made perfect in love. If I could characterize these days among any days I've ever lived, the characteristics of this time period or this era is a spirit of fear is strong in the atmosphere. And those that fear has not been made perfect in love. So I'm here not to criticize people for not being made perfect in love because I had some growing to do myself. But I'm here to impart that spirit unto you. So I say to you in the name of Jesus Christ, receive the spirit of love. Receive the spirit of love in your inner man. Receive the revelation of love in your inner man. The word of God can only benefit you when it becomes conscious. Well, when that word becomes a part of your consciousness, rather I should say. When you start to confess that I am a love child of a love God, you're purposely making yourself conscious of God's love. Then you can reap the benefits. When you say, I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and I have eternal life, you then make yourself conscious 
that it, that you're going to live outside of this body, and it takes all the fear away. You can only deliver yourself from that fear through your confession. Now, if you neglect to do what I'm instructing you to do, you'll remain the same. But if you would do what I'm telling you to do, you'll be changed. You know, to build Christ into you is a slow process. But you must do the process. You must lay these bricks. If you don't lay the brick and put the mortar on there, it's like you building a house and bricking the house halfway and not completing the job. You must begin to build Christ into your consciousness. When you become conscious that you are a love child of a love God, and you, how do you do that? How do you become conscious of it? By waking up every day. I'm a love child of a love God. And after you done woke up a thousand days saying that, love is built into your consciousness and fear is gone. When you, for a thousand days, two thousand days, three thousand days, the rest of your life, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Then you have built into your consciousness that God is with you. You wake up knowing that he is with you. You wake up knowing that you're a love child of a love God. You wake up knowing that you don't have to fear anything because God is with you. You wake up knowing that Jesus is a quickening spirit and he is quickening your mortal body. You wake up knowing if any sickness try to come, the spirit of God that dwells in you will drive out all the sickness that's trying to attack you. See, the shield of faith is released by your confession. And when you confess the word of God, you're releasing your faith to put up a shield against the fiery darts that will be hurled against you. But this thing comes forth by you acknowledging every good thing that's on the inside of you. I got a lot to say, but time has flew away. Be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you once again on this Wednesday. We're talking about God's true nature. Father, cause me to disseminate this word, Father, this wisdom, Lord, that you're going to impart unto me and to my brothers and sisters, Lord, with perfect precision. Cause the blessings to fall, Lord. Cause the spirit of wisdom and revelation to overtake us, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, let's go to the book of Job once again, the first chapter, and let's start at the sixth verse. It says, now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. Now, we're talking about God's true nature. And at verse 7, it says, and the Lord said unto Satan, Whence cometh thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and is true at evil. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Do it, Job, fear God for naught? Hast not thou made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou 
has blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. Now, we're talking about God's true nature. Satan is testifying, right? Listen to Satan's testimony. He is very aware that God has made a hedge about Job. So should we say God's nature is the hedge of person, to put a hedge of protection upon them, right? Right? So let's add that if you was making a list. So God's nature is to put a hedge of protection about you. Okay, now, what if somebody die and then they come tell you, well, the Lord uh, took him. The Lord let grandma get cancer, and the Lord took grandma. Or the Lord let Uncle Jojo get in a car wreck and killed Uncle Jojo. Well, that's not God's nature. Even Satan is testifying to God that you have a hedge of protection around him. Now, why did he have a hedge of protection around Job? Job was a righteous man. He hated evil. See, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride, arrogancy, the evil way, and the fraud mouth, these things do I hate. See, Job was a righteous man, and because he lived his life in a righteous manner, God's true nature is to have a hedge of protection around him. Now, he said, has not thou made a hedge about him and about his house? He had a hedge of protection about his house. So therefore, you can say that the scripture in Psalms 91 is true when it says, no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come down my dwelling. Why? Because in the spirit realm, the spirit of God is hedging my house from sickness and disease, right? Well, so see, you can be hedged, right? And the devil can still get in, but it don't mean that the God's nature is not to hedge you. It could be another crack in the foundation. That's what I'm getting to. If what God is trying to do don't work out, it's not God that's at fault. If something happened to me, it's not it's not God's fault. If things don't go my way, it's not God's fault. It's somewhere where I didn't either have a spiritual revelation, where I missed it some kind of way, I didn't understand some kind of way. But see, God will still straighten it out, but it's not God that caused something evil to happen to me. How many understand that? God it didn't bring hurricane. Frederick, they didn't bring Hurricane Ida. I'm going to show you, as I keep reading, you're going to see who brought it. God didn't wish for the people, because, you know, it's probably saved people, uh, good people down there whose house got destroyed. God didn't bring the hurricane to destroy these people's house. God didn't, I heard people say God brought the coronavirus. God didn't bring the coronavirus. Wicked men brought it. Wicked men created it. Wicked men is using witchcraft to promote it and to spread it. Yes, you got people that speak evil over towns and cities. You don't, you didn't know that. See, you got the devil got his people just like God got his people praying over regions. Satan got people praying over regions. Oh my glory! One week I'm gonna have to teach about the apostolic prophetic anointing when it comes to regional spirits and territorial spirits, but angels does that also. You can find that out in the book of Daniel. I don't have time to get into that. Yeah, so, it's, yeah, God's nature is the hedge. He, look, verse 10, Job 1 and 10, has thou made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he have on every side, 
Thou has blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. Have you ever heard people say, well, uh, God, God don't want you to be rich? That's a lie. God do want you to be rich. Job was rich. Abraham was rich. David was rich. The men of God is rich when they walk into the fullness of the revelation. They are rich. Because even Satan noticed. Now, the devil didn't give Job his money. God gave it to him. He blessed his substance. He blessed the work of his hand. But listen to Satan. But put, verse 11, but put forth thine hand now and touch all that he have, and he will curse thee to thy face. So Job is, I mean, Satan is insinuating to God, the only reason Job serving you is what you're doing for him. That's what he's trying to say. Now, a few chapters later, we learn Job kind of, he was serving because he didn't want no evil to come on him because he did testify the thing that he feared came upon him. Now, I'm not going to criticize Job, great man of God, greater man than me, in my opinion. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that it, that he hath is in thy power, only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Now, watch who's doing the evil. God is not killing Grandma. God ain't killed Uncle Jojo. God ain't bringing the hurricane and killed folks all over the country. Verse 13, it says, And there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine, in the elder's brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yet they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Well, God didn't do that. Satan did that. Verse 16, while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, the fire of God is fallen from heaven. Well, God didn't send the fire from heaven. Satan did it and have burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. See, they blame evil things on the Lord. It said the fire of God is fallen. God didn't do it. Satan did it. God had them hedged about. Satan is doing these things. When you know that Satan is doing something, you need to stand against it and fight against it. That's why I'm giving the message. That's why I'm talking about God's true nature, because we sit around and let the devil do stuff, and we think it's God doing it. And with God doing it, you're not going to fight against it, are you? But if Satan doing it, you need to rise up. You and a whole bunch of us need to fight against his evil works, don't we? Don't a bunch of us need to rebuke the hurricane? Don't a bunch of us need to rebuke the storm, the wind, when the wind was contrary? The people in the boat said, Master, you care if we die? Yeah, he cared if you die because he got you hedged about, and he went out and rebuked the wind. If he, if Jesus was bringing the wind, he wouldn't have rebuked it. He would have made it get stronger if he was bringing it. Hallelujah. Let's keep going. And while he was just speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and carried them away, yea, and slain the servant with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell you this. And then so forth and so on, have time to read all of it. But it said, first 20, Job also a rent mountain and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped and said, Naked came out, out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord have taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The only problem with this is the Lord gave, but the Lord didn't take it away. The devil did. 
But he did good. He said, in all this job, sin not, nor charge God foolishly. I got a lot to say. I'm out of time. Be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters. Brother Derek with you at the microphone. We're talking about God's true nature. Hallelujah. I'm glad to be with you. I bless you. I pour the blood of Jesus Christ upon you and in your atmosphere. May your atmosphere be supercharged with the anointing and the power and the blessings of the Lord to bring revelation of God's presence within you and around you in the name of the Lord Jesus. I want you to say this confession. Say, God is with me and even in me now. I acknowledge, Father, that you're with me and that you're in me. Say that again. Say, I acknowledge, Father, I acknowledge, Lord Jesus, that you're with me and in me. Glory. Say it one more time. Say, I acknowledge, Father, Lord Jesus, that you're with me and you're even in me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're in me now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're in me now. Say that a few times. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're on the inside of me. The creator of the world is on the inside of me. The one who made the heavens and the earth is on the inside of me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being on the inside of me in the form of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're going to speak today, that you're going to bless today, that you're going to heal today. I curse COVID-19 at the root, and I command that germ to die in the name of Jesus Christ. I command healing to come to your body now. I command strength to come to your body now. I command your lungs to be repaired, your heart to be repaired, your mind to be repaired, your soul to be repaired. I decree restoration to your soul. In the name of the Lord Jesus, receive the blessings of the Lord. For, Lord, I acknowledge that you're here now, that your angels are all around me. For the angels of the Lord and kept around them that fear you. Thank you, Lord, for angels. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that the angels hearken unto the voice of your word. Thank you, Lord, that you hedged us. You protected us with a hedge of protection. Thank you, Lord, that you blessed us in our homes, that you blessed us in our finances. We acknowledge that it is you that's working in our finances, that it is you that's working in our homes, that it is you that is at work within us, both the will and the do of your good pledge, that you are well able to do exceeding above, above all that we ask or think according to the spirit of God that's working within us. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Father. Glory to the Lamb of God. Glory to the Lamb of God. Oh, glory. Cause my brothers and sisters, Lord, to inhale, Lord, the spirit of glory. Cause the light, Lord, to enter into them, Lord, and let revelation come in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's go to Exodus, the second chapter. Glory. And let's start at the 23rd verse. And it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage. And they cried and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. And God heard their groanings and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. Boy, when I first read that, that registered real deep into my spirit, man, that God will have respect 
unto a people that will groan and cry out to him. See, right now, God is going to have respect on the people who will pray. People who will stand against this wickedness that is going on in the land and pray. God will have respect unto you, and God will remember his covenant. See, we have a blood covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory, Jesus, glory has promised to heal our bodies. Jesus has promised that if we would accept him, believe on him, confess him with Lord and believe in our heart, we have eternal life. We're saved. He's promised by his stripes we're healed. He's promised that he saved us. But do you know the covenant of God is only good to them that receive it or to them that is that are conscious of that covenant? Glory. Do you know that only a couple people was cognizant of, of the covenant of God when it pertained unto them receiving the promises of God in the old covenant? Did you know just because God has done something for you that is not automatic that you get it? Did you know that? Let's go to Numbers, the 13th chapter. God had respect unto those people because of their crying and groaning. And he brought them out of Egypt. He sent a man, Moses. When God get ready to bless a people, he normally sent a person to do it. He had respect unto them. He respected them. He did his part. He sent Moses to deliver them. But do you know he, he wanted to bless them. You know, God's true nature is to bless you, to, to make you rich. You remember I covered yesterday that Job was rich? Did you know that Job was very rich? Did you know that David was very rich? Did you know that Solomon was very rich? Did you know that um, Israel was very rich? Yes. Israel was very rich. Joseph was very rich. Abraham was very rich. The people in the Bible who was people of God, they were rich because God was the one that made their substance multiply. They was healthy. God was the one that kept them in health. God was the one who did that. He hedged Job with protection. As long as he was hedged, the devil couldn't do nothing to him until God let the hedge grow up. Now, God didn't do the evil to him. God is not doing evil to us. Now, it's just that we're hedged with a hedge of protection. So, Father, I pray that your hedge of protection will stay up upon my brothers and sisters, that the spirit of fear and torment will leave them. Now, I cast out the demons of fear and torment, and by faith, Lord, I say the hedge of protection is up, that we believe it, we know you're doing it, and we thank you for it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Well, at Numbers 13, chapter 9, verse 1, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send out men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel, of every tribe of their fathers, ye shall send a man, every one a ruler among them. Now, God, true nature, is to give you land, to give you money, to give you good health. Did you know the people that came out of Egypt, their feet didn't even swell, they wasn't sick? Their clothes didn't even, they didn't, they clothes didn't even fade. I got clothes out and probably had two or three years, it faded slightly. Their clothes didn't fade. God's true nature is to bless you, brothers and sisters. Don't let nobody tell you different. 
Don't let nobody tell you, well, God ain't giving you the money for this. Yes, he is. He, his nature is to bless you. He just wants you to remember him. That's all. He told them when they go into the promised land, remember that it is me that give you power to get wealth, that I may establish my kingdom on earth. He just wants righteousness. He have no problem with you being rich. He have no problem with you eating the fattest steak, a porterhouse. He have no problem with you driving a Lamborghini. He have no problem with you having a, a, your own personal jet. God has no problem with that. It's jealous people to have a problem with it. The, the devil have a problem with it, not God. The devil is the one that won't want God's people to stay broke. The devil wants you to stay broke. And the, and the men and women who telling you it's better to be, ro- be broke, I meant to say, that's the, uh, they might be saved, but the devil influencing them to say that. So when they went and despised the land, they said in verse 18, we see the land, what it is, and the people that dwell therein, whether it be strong or weak or few or many, or whatever. Let me drop down. Hallelujah. Let's drop down at verse 25. And they returned searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses to Aaron, to all the congregation of the children of Israel, so forth and so on. Verse 27, they told him and said, we came unto the land where thou sentest us, and surely it flowed with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. So they saying the land is good. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are wall and very great. And more we saw the children of Anak there. In other words, they got scared of the people. They got scared to possess the promises of God. And God could not help them even though he wanted to help them because they had a spirit of fear. See, God's nature is, is love. Perfect love casts out fear. God's nature is faith, not unbelief. That is God's true nature. That's what I'm talking about. And we have to take on that nature. Got a lot to say. I'm out of time. Be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters. Once again, on this Friday, we're talking about God's true nature. Hallelujah. Let's go to John, the 10th chapter, and let's start at the 7th verse. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And shall go in and out and find pasture. This is Jesus talking. He is the door. He is the door. It's not any other religion but Jesus. Jesus is the door. He said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Verse 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Now, anything that's killing, anything that's stealing, and anything that's destroying, that is the devil who is the thief. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So I am, which is God or Jesus, he's come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Anything that pertains to life, money in your pocket, that's life. Being able to breathe, being able to walk and talk, have good health, that's life. The abundant life. That's what Jesus is coming for. 
I am the good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. The good shepherd giving his life for the sheep. Who died for you? The Lord Jesus. He gave his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, see the wolf coming and leave it the sheep and flee it. And the wolf catches them and scatter it the sheep. The hireling fled because he is an hireling and cared not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the father knoweth me, even so know I the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. He did that. Jesus died for us. We are the sheep. He died for us. He laid down his life for us. He never leave us nor forsake us. Verse 16, and other sheep I have. See, there's people everywhere that believe on the Lord Jesus, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. That's why I don't minister with a denominational spirit. I minister everybody, Muslim, Catholic, I don't care what you is, Buddhist. I'm come for you. I'm representative of the good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm coming to get you because he have sheep that are not of this fold. I'm sent forth by the good shepherd to bring my other brothers and sisters into this one fold. Whether you be Buddhist, whether you be an Islamist, whatever you is, you're going to hear the voice of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. The deep calling unto the deep is calling you to confess him not only as 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 uh, um, for the forgiveness of sin, but confess him as your Lord and make him the Lord of your life so that the spirit of Jesus may enter into you so that you may have eternal life. As the Father knoweth me, even so I know the Father and lay down my life for the sheep and other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring that they shall hear my voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore do it my father love me, because I laid down my life, that I might take it again. Jesus did all that. He laid down his life, and he took it again. Verse 18, no man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. Now, let me tell you this. The first Adam was a living soul. The second Adam, who is the Lord Jesus Christ, he is a quickening spirit. And this quickening spirit is dwelling on the inside of you. For the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Say this. Say the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, dwells in me. Say this, say, Christ is in me in the form of the Holy Spirit. Say, healing is in me. Say, deliverance is in me. Say, financial ability is in me. You have great ability on the inside of you because it is God that is at work within you, both the will and the do of his good pleasure. Now, his true nature 
as it says in John 10, 10, he has come that you might have life, that Zoe life, and that you might have it more abundantly. Jesus has not come to bring the hurricane. Jesus has not come to bring the coronavirus. Jesus has not come to legalize homosexuality, to legalize abortion. He ain't come for you to vote for them kind of people. He's come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Now, the reason evil happens is men vote for and men support and men put up with people bringing wickedness, debauchery, and evil things into the land. When you have evil men, evil women, evil people running the show, it brings in that kind of thing because the hedge is gone. Then you have fear come in because God is not there. When God is not there, the, spirit, the nature of God is love, and perfect love casts it out fear. If you, would, if you would read the nature of the men who married the men in the, in the 18th chapter of Genesis, their nature eventually gravitated to them wanting to rape other men. Go, go and read it for yourself. They came in the book of Genesis. They said, where are the men that we may know them? They eventually, because the spirit that's working within them is debauchery. A lot of you, you know, you watch that pornography, stop watching that because that spirit graduates. If it don't graduate in you, it'll graduate in your loved ones, in your children. Get that stuff out of your house. Now, what brings in <laughs> evil things into a land is what people is doing in the land. When God told the children of Israel, he said, don't do certain things, because this is the reason that I'm sending you into the land to kick these people out, because they did this kind of stuff. Men land with their daughters. Men land with their sisters, sisters land with their brothers, all this kind of stuff, pedophilia and stuff, molestation, homosexuality, child sacrifice. You know, I hear Christians sometimes <clears throat> say we need to stay out of, the, out of politics. Killing babies is not politics. Men marrying men is not politics. That's Christian discipline. That's God's uh, um, ways. Now, I don't hate people. But I, won't, I just want to let you know why bad stuff started happening. When people start, you know, in the olden days, 30s and 20s, you know they had prohibition where you couldn't even drink alcohol? Well, they started legalizing. It used to be dry counties. I remember when I was a child, it was dry counties. Certain counties, you couldn't buy alcohol. Well, I guess they don't have that anymore. Then you couldn't buy it on Sundays. Well, they don't have that anymore on guests because I don't drink anymore. You know, my, you know, my older older folks say whole towns be shut down on Sunday. Grocery stores, everything closed on Sunday because people went to church. Wasn't nobody open on Wednesday night because people went to church. So you start wondering, say, well, why this happening? Why they have God doing it? God ain't doing it. It's just that people don't pray and reverence God like they used to do, like they did in the third chapter of Exodus, where God can have respect unto them, where God can put the, the hedge of protection back up. So it is a benefit to, to live in a holy, disciplined life. You can't get born again and don't make the Lord your, your Lord and, and practice the same stuff and vote for people and support things that are ungodly. It's ungodly to kill a baby with a heartbeat. It's ungodly for men and men marrying women and women. That's ungodliness. You know what I'm saying, brothers and sisters? So that's why stuff happened. 
not because God is doing it. It's because people don't have the right morality. So God's nature is love and compassion and prosperity and all that, but you have to discipline yourself. Be blessed. Have a great weekend.